0: Friends and welcome to the One Foot Down podcast, episode twenty-five. Pretty crazy that we're already to the twenty-fifth episode. I am Eric Murta, editor-in-chief of OneFootDown.com. Today, I'm just going to do a quick podcast, a brief recap, uh, review, and analysis of the 2014 Notre Dame recruiting class that just signed earlier this week. Um, this past Wednesday, 23 players are headed to Notre Dame. Um, a nice and easy, non-controversial national signing day for the Irish. Um, they brought in Daniel Cage early in the morning. Um, apparently his school had some sort of problem. I think it was closed due to the snow, and uh, it was looking like he might have waited another day or two to announce, but he actually was the second person to send in his letter of intent after uh, punter Tyler Newsom, so... Um, and then everyone else that was verbal to the school ended up signing, so that was good. Um, past couple of years, it hasn't always worked out that way, so it's nice to have a nice and smooth um, National Signing Day. So today, I'm just going to go through um, all 23 players real quick, and then I'll get to some questions that were asked on Twitter. I threw that out there earlier today, and uh, I got some, some nice questions from people that I'll answer. Yeah. Um and what I'm going to do is we're gonna, I'm going to take the rankings from the players according to our one-foot-down um, judges, uh, as it were. We had Alstein, um, our recruiting uh, coordinator, uh, I guess that would be his title, Jim Measley, uh, P. Burns, and four-point shooter in addition to myself. Uh, we all handed out grades to uh, all the players, all 23 players. And uh, I'll go from top to bottom starting with linebacker Niles Morgan. He is the top-rated player in this class, according to our One Foot Down panel. Uh, He comes out with a a grade of 95.6. That is pretty much elite, um, impact-right-away type of a player. Uh, I do know that Lars will be doing a a post on Niles, taking a look at his film um, from his senior year, at Crete Moni, uh, really likes the way that he attacks the ball, carries fills holes. Um, I'm not going to give away his entire post, but uh, there's a couple other things that he doesn't like um, that he'll have to clean up in order to uh, get a lot of minutes next year. I think you know he'll probably be uh, someone who can play on first and second down. I don't know if he'll be a, a straight three-down linebacker um, right out of the gates. Um, especially since he's not an early enrollee, but there's a lot of like a lot to like about Niles Morgan. Um, really good size, um, athleticism. He, he's rangy. Um, I think he can definitely be a sideline to sideline type middle linebacker. Um, you know, if you're going to compare him to Jarek Grace, I think he's a, a notch or two above where grace was coming out of high school maybe even three notches above where grace was um grace was a nice player coming out of high school but not quite um the borderline five-star recruit that morgan is so he's our top player um the second one is offensive tackle quentin nelson out of new jersey came out with a grade from all five of us of 94.0 i know we've talked about him on the site a little bit um Couple people saying, you know, he's not going to play this year. We don't need him. Um, the depth's too good. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. I think he's really good. I believe I said he's probably the top lineman that Brian Kelly's recruited uh, over the past five cycles. Um, I really do like him a lot. Um, I like him that much to make that kind of a bold statement. There's been a lot of good linemen uh, recruited by by uh, Brian Kelly and uh, recently from uh, Harry stand as well. Um, you know, big kid. Um, really long arms. I know that was one of the things that people were picking up on during the all-star games. I think he was at the Under Armour game or he might actually have been at the other one. I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's pretty much that prototypical left tackle that Notre Dame's looking for um, big kid too. It's not like he's, he's got these long arms and he's got, you know, he's only 270 pounds 260 pounds is a kid that's probably going to be 300 pounds you know pretty close to uh his freshman year so Mm a lot to like really mean um i I don't know if you have any of anyone's watched his highlight tape from senior year it's really well produced uh really well put together um but it's like 50 straight pancake blocks to open up his highlight film and they're just all you know overpowering me the opponent, which is what you you want to see out of these linemen in high school, but he he just kind of takes it to a to another level. It's really fun to watch. I think he's going to be a, a a great player, a potential All-American. Um, our third-rated player is defensive end Andrew Trimbetti, also out of New Jersey. Um, he got a grade of 93. Um, I think he's probably my favorite player from this class, um, just because I I don't know I. I feel like he's not really being talked about um, as much as he should be. Um, you know, He's an early enrollee, so maybe that kind of didn't help him as much. There wasn't as much focus on him from uh, National Assigning Day and stuff like that. But so much to like about what he brings to the table. And I know that I believe P. Burns um, remarked in one of our email threads when he was rating him, that he wasn't sure where he's going to play, so he didn't. He kind of knocked his grade down a little bit but just based on that fact. Um, I can understand that. Uh, I don't think he really fits uh, what Notre Dame has traditionally recruited over the past three or four cycles. Um, you know, I'll get into into the three four versus the four um, three, the differences uh, a little bit later, with a couple questions that were asked on Twitter uh, about this class, but. You know, he, he's more of a 4'3", uh, speed-rushing, uh, defensive end type of a player. 6'5", uh, is 250. I think he's 250. I think he's mentioned already that he's a lot heavier than that already. Um, I, I would assume he's probably going to be at least 270, um, 265 or so um, when that fall roster comes out in August. So I think that's a good weight for him. As a true freshman, you know, that's not going to be – I think we're kind of become a little bit too obsessed with our defensive line being these massive, you know, bigger than the majority of NFL lines. And, uh, you know, I don't think this is a case where he's not going to see the field unless he's over 290 pounds. I think he's big enough and strong enough, and his speed is just going to be too much to uh, keep off the field as a freshman. Um, And I think... You know he's kind of criminally criminally underranked by Rivals. Um, just pulled up his his profile page and he is the 17th rated weak side defensive end and the 12th best player in New Jersey. He's only a three star by Rivals. I think that is pretty much a joke. I don't know how anyone could have watched him play and think that he's only a, a three star. Um, with a 247 composite, uh, he still has a pretty high mark. So that kind of gives you an indication of where the other services thought he he was he was ranked. Um, he's a he has a composite score over nine three four. You know, I think Rivals bumps him up into a, even just a mid four star. He's probably pretty close to the top rated recruit in this class. So um, I think due to that Rivals ranking, he's a little underrated, and I think people need to talk about him a little bit more. Um, I just think he has a, a scary combination of size and speed. Um, You know, when you look at pictures of him in the video that was on National Signing Day, he's got this big, thick neck. Um, I think he's going to be a great player for Notre Dame. Uh, Definitely really well put together. Again, I think his speed is awesome. And someone, if they do go to the 4-3, you know, slowly, over time, um, going to a 4-3 more than just 50% of the time or whatever the coaching staff says, uh, he'll be a... Mm -hmm a perfect defensive end for the for the Irish in the future. So that's our third-ranked player. Our fourth-rated player is uh, wide receiver Justin Brent, also another early enrollee. Um, we gave him a grade of 92.8. Um, not a ton of film on him for his senior year. I know he played running back the majority of his senior year. He made the switch. Um, I don't know if that was need-based or what have you at his high school, Speedway, Indiana. Um, but he had a really great year uh, statistically as a running back. Um, I kind of remarked on the one-foot-down Twitter account that I took over for National Signing Day that he's kind of like a mini version of Michael Floyd, um, not quite as big coming out of high school, but close. Um, I don't really recall how you know s- strong Floyd was coming out of high school. Um, I know Brent has a really good uh, raw strength Uh really big, put together, and of course uh, the tattoos always help make you look more of a, a tough guy, so um, in that case uh, that's working in his favor um, You know, I think the one thing with him is he I don't think he has that top end speed that's really going to blow people away, but that's not a big deal if he's going to be a 220 pound wide receiver um, straight out of the gate as a true freshman, but he's going to be someone I think that's going to come in and definitely uh, be in the rotation um, you know, fifth Sixth receiver, at worst, and maybe higher than that. Um, so I think I definitely think he's a big impact player. Um, really good quickness for his size too. Um, you know, it's one thing to knock that long range speed, um, but I think he moves really well, um, and he's a tough player as well. So I think he'll be a really good player for Notre Dame. All right, the next player is uh, defensive tackle Jay Hayes. Uh, we gave him a grade of ninety one point two. Um, I like him a lot. I uh, I think I p- gave him a little bit higher of a grade than uh, the rest of our uh, staff. Let me check real quick. Um, now we're all right around the same area: uh, 92, 92, 91, 91, and a 90. Um, so we're all pretty much in the same area for him. I think he lost weight. Um, I think his junior year he was uh, he was a little bit bigger, kind of getting more towards 280 pounds. He's listed anywhere from 260 to 270. Um, I think he's deceivingly tall as well. Um, Listed 6'5 in some places. I don't think maybe he's that tall. I would bet he's probably going to be listed at 3'6 and a quarter, or 6'3 and three quarters, or 6'4 and a quarter, maybe somewhere around there. Um, You know, most of these players have at least an inch, uh on their uh, height and in high school, so they're probably a little bit shorter than what they're saying. Um, but still, that's pretty tall for what Notre Dame's looking at, especially I, I think he projects to be on the interior. Um, I'll talk about him a little bit more uh, later from one of the questions. Um, but I, I like him as a player, and uh, if anyone's really taking their time to get to know some of these players and their personalities, he's kind of a big personality kind of going to carry that torch that Lewis Nix is... Leaving behind for Notre Dame. So um, the next one is uh, tight end Nick Wisher, also uh, a rating of 91.2. So he's tied with Hayes. Um, not a ton of tape uh, from his senior film, um, but if you kind of talk to or read what some of the people that saw him play this year, they're really impressed with him. And also he did really well in the all-star camps, um, and uh, he wasn't even a Parade All-American this year. So <clears throat> you know. A lot of people put a lot of stock in that. Um, I'm not sure what that means in today's game with so much other recruiting information out there. But just from a traditional standpoint, that's a pretty big deal for recruits. So um, I think for some of the fan base, that's going to really put the bullseye on him. Um, I'm not sure if he is going to be someone who's going to come in and play right away. Um you know he's more of a flex tight end, uh, 215 pound, 220 pound kid right now. Um, someone is probably gonna have to put on a lot of weight, similar to Mike Hirman, um, from last year's class. Um, I think I like Wisher a little bit better than Heurman from last year, but I, I think he's in the same kind of boat as him, where uh, Notre Dame's not gonna really uh, need that type of a player. Well, I guess they could. You could say they would need that flex tight end with nicholas gone but i'm not sure if he's going to come in right away and play at that weight unless they're dying to get you know another tight end out on the field in that role but i think maybe we'll see that uh inevitably uh role kind of be filled by more wide receivers this year which i'm okay with i want to see more three uh wide receiver sets and more of a traditional slot role, which we've argued argued about on the podcast a lot before, and I won't get into that anymore. Our next uh, recruit is Nick Watkins, cornerback from Texas. He gets a 90.8. Um, really great skill set, nice and tall, um, perfectly built for Notre Dame's system. Um, shows really great ball skills in his highlight film. Um, seems like he intercepted like 20... 20 passes in his film. Um, it's like his first two or three minutes are all just interceptions. Uh, really athletic. I, I think he had, he's not quite a t- that terrific technician as a corner. Um, I think he kind of gets away with his athleticism a lot in some of his film. Um, and I think had Notre Dame ended up signing Terrence Alexander, who ultimately signed with Stanford, I kind of was making the point uh, and a write up on him. I thought Alexander was a lot more of a, a developed technician. Um, you know, gets in and out of his brakes a lot quicker, uh, back pedals a lot easier, more fluid. I think Watkins, he's okay in that regard. I think, um, you know, I think he, he's more of an athlete, um, to me at least. Um, I've read some stuff on him where really he thinks he's, he's really, uh, highly developed. Um, but I think he's more more of a, a kid that could come in and I know he's probably not gonna play on the offensive side but I think he's that type of an athlete who could come in and return kicks and play wide receiver I think he's that type of an athlete and not just a you know a shutdown uh, really highly developed corner so uh, personally for me I think that knocked his great just a little bit um, so the next uh, recruit is Alex Barrs offensive tackle out of Tennessee. Uh, He's tied with Watkins with a grade of 90.8. Um, I think he's a little bit um, overrated. I, I I think you know it's kind of hard to judge his size a little bit. I, a lot of people remark how big he is. Um, he's listed at six six in a lot of places. I kind of said in, in our offensive line review that was up on Friday that you know if he really is that if he's that tall i think i would have bumped his grade up but i'm assuming that he's not going to be that tall he's probably more 6'5 um but uh you know like a lot of the linemen that notre dame recruits there's not a whole lot, a whole lot to uh dislike from their film but um uh, you know i i don't think he's quite on the level of of someone like elmer and definitely nelson from this class um, or even maybe Stanley from a couple classes ago. I think he's a little bit below those guys. Um, you know, I, I think he, he looks really good in, in, in situations where he's pulling or he's playing a guard. Um, in run blocking, I think he's definitely real strong in that regard. But I don't think I saw as much uh, you know, fluidity and uh, getting out of his break quickly and uh, being balanced and stuff like that. I, I think he has a lot of to work um, on in that regard, so, uh, but still, I mean, you know, this is a high four-star kid, um, good pedigree, uh, his father played at Notre Dame, um, so there's a lot to like there. He's probably going to develop into a really large tackle, and uh, I think he is someone who can, projects really well to the right, the right side at that right tackle spot, um, and uh with all the bodies there, you know, he doesn't have to play as a freshman, and he's going to have to uh, fight to uh, earn a starting spot, so, um, you know, I like him a lot, but, but not quite as much as as everyone else, uh, so, I'll move on to our next player, and that's tight end Tyler, Tyler Luatua from California, uh, he gets a grade of 88.4, he's a really interesting prospect, um, you know, not a lot of senior film on him either, um, I believe he had a some injuries that he was going through as a senior, and I don't, I'm not sure he played in every game. But uh, from his even his sophomore film was really impressive, and I think that's why his soft even his junior film too. His sophomore and junior films really impressive, and um, I think that's why he came into this. You know, this time last year he was the number one tight end in the in the class uh, for a couple of the services, and I believe he was the number one tight end in the composite as well. Maybe not one number one. He might have been number two number three, but he was up there, so. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, people who kind of been close to situations have kind of knocked his, um, maybe his passion for the game. Um, I know the Rivals guys saw him up close and personal at the Rivals camp during the summer, and he just kind of didn't really fit in with all the other players in terms of being hyped up and, you know, Loud and boisterous and stuff like that. So maybe there's some aloofness there, some concerns. Um, I don't really think that's a whole lot to worry about. You know, not all these kids are going to be super outgoing, and you know, especially in situations like that when they're thrown into the uh, some place across the country with people they don't know. Um, they're not always going to be these. Bubbly outgoing personality. So, but you know his film. There's really a lot of things to like. I know he played in a very conservative system where he was doing a lot of blocking, um, and he blocks really well. I was really impressed with the way he blocks, and I actually think he might be a little bit more of an ath- better athlete than Wisher in terms of uh, open field speed. I think he, you know, is really athletic. Um, I don't, it's hard to tell because he didn't catch very many passes in high school, if he has the type of uh, playmaking ability in the passing game that Wisher has. But uh, Lua Tool is definitely, you know, a big kid, and um, there's already been some talk that he might be one of the freshmen that can play this year. Um, you know, with Nicholas leaving, they might need another blocking tight end, and he could be someone that could fill that role. Um, you know, he's not going to be perfect sized, but I think for a freshman, he could be maybe 235, 240. And, be sort of an H back role, um, second tight end. So, we'll see how that plays out. But I, I like him a lot, um, and I think some of the criticisms of him, uh, uh, just kind of ignore those for now. We'll, we'll see how he how he fits in at Notre Dame and how he progresses there. Our next player is wide receiver Corey, Corey Holmes uh, out of Florida. We gave him a grade of eighty-eight point zero. Um, I kind of likened him to Bars. I don't have him. Quite highly is rated um, as his composite score, in most of the recruiting services. Um, I think he's deceptively fast for his height, which is really good. I think that's going to work out really well for him. At Notre Dame, he seems to glide across the uh, the field, and uh, you know, I think he's he's going to be your typical possession receiver, and that's kind of why everyone is comparing um, him to T.J. Jones. You know, I think possession receiver nowadays has kind of a negative connotation. I don't mean to really use it as a negative in a negative way, but I think he's he's going to be, uh, you know, somebody who's going to be catching some big passes on third downs and catching crossing patterns and, and you know, having a lot of nice 15 to 20-yard catches, um, not so much a downfield burner or someone who's going to be real big in the screen game. Although he does excel in the screen game in college, I, I would like to see how that um, translates to uh, the next level. Um, I don't know if he has the... Uh, the ability to make people miss, and and then the elite quickness to be, you know, uh, be like that the way T.J. Jones was in high school or in college, his last couple of years at Notre Dame. So, um, we'll see how that plays out. Um, I think, you know, if you were to ask me right now, I don't think he's going to play as a freshman. Um, there's a lot of bodies there, so um, we'll see. My um, next player is linebacker Niall Sykes. He gets a grade of 88.0. Um, I really like him a lot. Uh, not really sure why he was so under the radar. Um, I think he might have been one of the kids. I always get him and Colin Hill mixed up. I think he was one of the kids that played defensive end his junior year and then moved to linebacker, uh, middle linebacker his uh, senior year. So that got him noticed a little bit more. But uh, you know, I, I don't think it's that really crazy to think that he is – too far behind Niles Morgan in terms of athleticism. Um, I see a lot of the same things in his senior film that I see in Morgan's. Uh, He fills holes really well. Um, I think he's pretty solid in pass coverage and can cover ground pretty well. So I think he's going to be a really nice um, one-two combo in this class for Morgan. And that's not even the only uh, middle. And actually I would say that Sykes might not even be a middle linebacker at Notre Dame. I, I do think that's where they're recruiting him, but I think he could be um an outside linebacker uh behind Jalen Smith, behind Ben Council. I think he might be athletic enough to uh to fit there and I think he might be maybe filled more of a Danny Spawn role, you know, maybe not quite as athletic as well, no one's really as athletic as Jalen Smith, but he's not gonna bring the same things to the table that that Smith is, but I think he can do a lot of the things that Danny Spawn did as a is more of a run-stopping, set-the-edge type of a player out there uh, outside linebacker. You'll notice I'm not using the term dog, outside linebacker. Um, With Bob Diaco leaving, I think that terminology is going to be gone, so we'll see what the coaching staff comes up with. Uh, We'll have a depth chart post coming up here in the next couple days, and we're just going to have pretty generic terms for now for some of the the positions that we're going to... Roll out and stuff like that, so unless uh, Brian Van Gorder is going to roll with it and keep using the cat and dog terminology, which I would be surprised if he does, uh, we're not going to use it for now, so uh, for now we're just going to have to get used to that. Um, the next player is punter Tyler Newsome, gave him a grade of 87.4, um, didn't really spend a whole lot of time on him, sorry, special teams people, um, big-legged kid. Um, I kind of likened him to a skinny Kyle Brinza coming out of college. Big, big leg, uh, can punt the ball really far, uh, can kick the ball really far. Um, we'll see if he, you know, takes the reins as the punter from Kyle Brinza, uh, which I don't think would be a terribly bad thing. Um, that might be allow Brinza to focus on place kicking because I think he has a future there in the NFL. So uh, I wouldn't, you know, automatically assume that Newsom's going to redshirt this year. So, um, And he actually he might – I don't think he's have has a bigger leg than Brinza, but especially with the age differences uh, between the two. But uh, I also wouldn't count out Newsom doing something on kickoffs as well. So, um, Our next player is offensive guard Sam Mustapher from Maryland. Um, we gave him a grade of 86.8. Um, that average is driven down by my grade of him. Um, I, I thought – Um, you know, I didn't really, I think he's a little bit more overrated than what the recruiting services, uh, put for him. Um, you know, I gave him a pretty low grade of 81, um, and Jim gave him an 85 and, uh, you know, there's a pretty big discrepancy. Uh, everyone else has him at 87 or above. Adam went 94, um, I will say this about Mustapher. Uh, I think he has crazy potential. Um, I don't necessarily see it in his senior film, and that was kind of what I was trying to get across on the site. Um, you know, if you if you look at him and if you look at his video, uh, his little intro. Um, you know, he's not really. You know, these offensive linemen are kind of big coming out of high school. They got big arms. You know, not necessarily muscular. They're just big kids. And mustafer really isn't isn't that type he's kind of he's not necessarily skinny but he has a lot of room to put on weight um you know you can kind of see as kind of a skinny skinnier neck for lots of alignment so in terms of potential, i think you know it is sky high for him um he's you know i think he could develop into a, a 320, 325 hundred twenty five pound guard and and he still moves really well um you know Brian Kelly mentioned that in his press conference. And all of his comments with all of the uh, the linemen, they just all move really well, and he does. But I, I just don't see the, the you know the overwhelming power. Um, you know, he, there's a lot of double teams in his video um, where they're knocking guys down. But if you look at you know like Nelson's video, he's just pancaking kids on his own and just driving them into the ground on initial contact. Uh, Mustafer does a good job driving his feet and finishing blocks, which is nice. But I don't see quite the uh, the explosiveness in his uh, his strength. Um, on the initial contact you know he kind of he hits guys and he drives them back you know a foot or two but then it's kind of a wrestling match and they're eventually overtakes him you know getting his elbows up and mostly working with his upper body there but I think once he develops his lower body um, he's going to be a really great um, guard for Notre Dame a little bit more athletic and a little bit bigger than we're we're used to seeing in that guard position uh, with someone like Chris Watt or even Christian Lombard. Um, our next player is linebacker uh, Colin Hill. He got an 86.6 grade from our group, and uh, just speaking from my um, from my perspective, and you know, you'll see comments from me with all these players as Jim rolls out the positional reviews. Um, my thing with him was um, he looks exactly like Prince Shembo um, coming out of well, not necessarily coming out of high school, but him as a senior in high school looks the way Shembo looked at Notre Dame as a junior and a senior, um, you know, and that's a really good thing, but I don't know necessarily if that's the ideal for that outside pass rushing uh, position for Notre Dame. Notice I didn't say cat. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't know. He he seems really well put together, uh, physically mature already. Um, you know, he's. Six-two, two twenty 220 already, two twenty-five. Um, so I don't know how much bigger he's going to get. He's obviously not going to get any taller. So, um, and he's, and and he's not someone who, at least in his senior film, it doesn't really look like he is someone who um, excels uh, working in space. He's basically a good pass rusher off the edge. Um, really violent hands, which really sticks out, which really makes him look a lot like Prince Shembo. Um, yeah, it's just, there's a lot to like there, but he's that one kid who, you know, it's kind of like, well, he could be a good pass-rushing outside linebacker, but, you know, if, if he's only going to get to 6'2", 245, I, I don't know if that's really going to make him, you know, someone with tons of potential. You know, he could be a really good player for Notre Dame, but I don't think the all-American potential is there with him. So... Uh, that was our, at least my, my take on Colin Hill. Um, our next player is defensive tackle Daniel Cage. Um, he was someone Notre Dame signed um, pretty much at the last second on National Signing Day. A uh, lot to like there. Um, pretty much a prototypical 4-3 defensive tackle. Um, again, pretty interesting that once Brian Van Gorder took over, uh, they started going after a lot of these interior prospects. And not necessarily guys who could be nose guards, although I think, you know, for some of these players, they could develop into that type of a player. But I think they're pretty much prototypical nose guards in a four-three system. Um, you know, Cage was someone who I wasn't really wowed by his strength uh, in his film, but his speed and quickness is really good. Um, he's pretty much in the backfield on every single snap, and uh, you know you'll see in my comments on the website. Uh, I, I want to see what he does in college when he's not able to knife through, uh, offensive linemen and use his quickness, um, just to, to do to disrupt the ball carrier. Um, and it's really great that he has that, he has that ability to do that and he has that quickness, but, uh, you know, that's not something that Notre Dame really is looking for, especially when they're in a three, four a whole lot, you know, they want him to eat blocks. I want to see, you know, what kind of strength he has, but, uh, in terms of his speed uh, and his ability to move and his quickness, he's a really great player. So, uh, Our next player is offensive guard Jimmy Byrne with a grade of 85.2. Um, he's probably the one kid that I think I would designate as being a little bit more underrated. Um, I gave him a grade of 85, which wasn't the highest out of everyone. I tended to be a little bit more conservative with my grades. For this class, um, I'm not really sure why I'm like that, but uh, you know, he was a player who got tremendously better from his junior to senior seasons. Um, I thought it was curious that the the film that is linked on his video page for the on D profile, um, they show him as a tackle a lot, or at least in pass blocking situations. Um, I thought that was um, kind of strange because he's pretty much a prototy- prototypical guard. Um, you know, if you look at his highlights on huddle from his senior year, I mean, I, I was really impressed with what I saw. Um, you know, he's not going to be, um, you know, he's not like Mustafer who probably has a, quite a bit of a size advantage um, and a little bit more athletic. But uh, in terms of, you know, strength and power and being able to pancake guys, um, you know, I love what I saw out of him in his senior film, um, you know, and I think maybe what I deducted points from him was just his size. Uh, he's listed at 6'4", 275, which means he's probably 6'3", so, and maybe a little on the high end of 6'2". So, um, you know, I, he's not as quite highly rated as Chris Watt coming out of high school, but I think he can develop into a similar type of a prospect, um, which is high praise because Watt had a really good career at Notre Dame. So, uh Coming down here to our last few players. Uh, the next guy is defensive tackle Pete Makwa. He was uh, he also gets a grade of 85.2, um, tied with Jimmy Byrne. Um, signed out of Staten Island, New York. Uh, He's one of the BVG players that he went and got. We got him flipped from Rutgers. Um, I liked him a lot. Um, you know, kind of hadn't seen anything on him. Uh, after he uh, committed to Notre Dame, I kind of waited until right before National Signing Day to look at his film and give him a grade and some comments, but uh, super impressed with the way he moves. Uh, I was actually kind of shocked at how well he moves in the open field. Um, Kind of like Jay Hayes in that regard. He runs really really well for his size. Um, Big kid. I think he's gonna get real big. Um, You know, I I think he's not quite the prototypical 4-3 defensive tackle. I think Kind of has that more large nose guard type of a body, or someone who could uh, develop into that type of a, a type of that player. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm really interested to see what he does this year, or um, over the next couple of years. I think he can transform his body a little bit and become a really good player. So uh, we'll see. Um, our next player is quarterback Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, we gave him a grade of 85.2 as well, tied with Mach Wanburn. Um, you know, me and Jim had similar thoughts on uh, on, uh, on Deshaun. Um, lots of potential, obviously. I mean, we kind of throw that word out with all these guys. But I think with Kaiser especially, um, there's a lot to like there. Super tall. Um, you know, he's pretty skinny now, so he'll have room to put on weight. Um you know, I I like a lot of his his passing abilities in high school. Um, he had great stats as a senior, so, um, you know, and in these highlight films you're only kind of seeing the best of the best, but uh, with his stats, you know, he was a really good quarterback and didn't turn the ball over, so that's kind of good to see. Um, you know, I, I think he needs to work on his delivery a little bit. He's kind of got a slow uh, slow delivery, and I think, you know, he's got such long arms, so tall that that could be deceiving a little bit. Um, you know, it's tough to say. It's so hard. You know, we can nitpick quarterbacks to death. Um, you know, there's probably going to be some accuracy issues. Um, but uh, I think there's a lot to like. And the one thing with him I, that I think I would say is I think he needs to be someone who can come in and be a difference maker as a runner. Um, you know, I think we're going to see running become a lot more important out of these quarterbacks. Obviously, Notre Dame's been recruiting running quarterbacks for the past few years, and, um, you know, at his height, you um, he he can be someone who could really be a difference maker with his rushing ability. So I think that's something. While he may not be the passer that you know Golson was in high school, he's not quite the passer that the 2015 commit Blake Barnett is. Um, I think he can be someone who can run the ball really well and you know get down in the open field like Colin Kaepernick and kind of beat teams that way. So. Uh, that's not necessarily something that Golson can do right now. You know, Golson's kind of a quick guy, get those 8, 10 yards, but I think Kaiser can be someone who doesn't run – maybe not run more than two or three times a game, but if he did, you know, he could break off a 20, 25-yard run or more. So uh, I think that's where his potential should lie. Our next player is linebacker Johnny Williams. He got a grade of 85.0. Um, one of my favorite players from this class um, – you know, if you listen to some of the other stuff from other sites talking about this class, and then you know, he probably has more potential than anybody in the entire class. He's not someone that Notre Dame has typically recruited. Um, he's more of a basketball player. He has that kind of a frame. Um, you know, listed at six six, um, so he's probably six five, which is really good height. Um, but you know, if you were just a judge, uh, uh, these football players on their highlight films or their senior tape, you know, I I would say he's no worse than the top five in this class. Um, just an insane tape. Uh, his physicality is through the roof, even for. And that's one of the things I loved about him is you know he's this tall, skinny kid, but he's just so physical. I mean, he's just throwing kids around, destroying kids, and you know, obviously his his uh level of competition in high school isn't that. You know great um in Indiana, but uh even still, you know it's one thing if you're two hundred and seventy pounds and you're inflicting that kind of damage, but when you're two hundred fifteen pounds and you're playing that way, I mean that's just something I love to see and you know he's he's probably not gonna play as a freshman, he's gonna have to kind of find a role, We'll see if he can settle into uh more of a defensive end or maybe that pass-rushing outside linebacker, similar to, uh, you know, Romeo Ar- uh kind of in that role. But, uh, you know, he's really versatile. I think he could play in space. Um, but he's also going to, I think, turn into a dy- dynamite pass-rushing specialist for Notre Dame. And uh, I'm really interested to see how much weight he can put on because I've seen some pictures of him, and he looks really skinny. So, you know, he could probably get to 250 at, at his height and, Still move really well, so uh, you know I gave him a really high grade, um, even though the uh, the average kind of didn't really bear that out. Um, trying to look to see where our grades are here. Um, oh yeah, I gave him an 87, which was the highest out of the group. So I, I think he's definitely in that middle to the upper middle part of the class um, when you mix in his potential and kind of what I saw out of him in high school. and He looks like a really great person, too. I really liked his intro to his video, and um, if anyone has read some of the stuff with his family and his background, he looks like he's really going to be a great kid and a great fit for Notre Dame. So I'm really excited to see him. Um, our third-to-last uh, recruit from the 2014 class with defensive end-slash-linebacker Jonathan Bonner gave him a grade of 84.8. Um... <clears throat> Interesting kid. Um, you know, he came to Notre Dame and worked out in front of the coaching staff and got a got an offer and ended up committing. Um, if you remember that, that far back, um, people were kind of questioning whether the, the staff should have been uh, taking his commit at that point. But, you know, it's pretty obvious they wanted pass rushers and guys in the front seven. So, uh, you know, I, I think he's a solid player. Um, you know, I don't have anything too great to say about him. I think, um, maybe long-term, he kind of could grow into someone, uh, that will work on the interior a little bit more. Um, I think early in his career, he'll be more of a, more of a, um, three, four defensive end. And he doesn't really have great height. Um, but, uh, you know, great motor. Um, you can tell he works really hard in high school. Um, kind of similar to Colin Hill, I thought, um, Maybe not quite as explosive, but uh, you can kind of see he kind of brings that physicality that Hill does. Um, so uh, I guess that's all I'll say about him. Uh, he's someone I think we might forget about for a year or two and then re- play really well as an upperclassman. Um, so, uh, yeah. Our second to last player is defensive end Grant Blankenship. Gave him a grade of 84.4. Um, you know, the one thing that sticks out with him is his size, Um he looks like he's legitimately six five. Um, he's getting um, getting some comparisons to Troy Nicholas, um, and I think he even mentioned to uh, one of the pay sites that the coaching staff hasn't decided whether he'll play tight end or defensive end at Notre Dame. They're probably just gonna see how how things play out when he gets onto campus. So you know that could be something where he's has a similar career to uh, Troy Nicholas. He might play defense as a as a freshman, but then ultimately transition to uh, Tight end after a year or two, and uh, you know, I don't think that's a really bad idea. Um, you know, I, I thought his tape's okay. Um, you know, he, he's got really good size, but uh, I don't think the burst is there. Where I think he's going to be like a dynamite defensive end, um, and uh, I don't really think he could be great in space. So I don't really show. Not really sure what his role would be if he's not going to be playing defensive end. But, uh, you know, Brian Kelly really likes his size, so, you know, might be someone who could play defensive end and be 280, 290 pretty quickly in his career and be able to get some snaps, but, uh, you know, I I think he could be a pretty good tight end, um, especially as as a blocker. So, uh, you know, we're kind of discussing this behind the scenes, you know. Notre Dame's already missed on the top tight end on their board for 2015, so if they we're planning on making Blankenship a tight end um, you know that might make them a little bit more picky for the 2015 class and maybe even possibly skip a tight end you know they haven't done that in a while but uh, um, as we'll talk about on the site the 2015 class might not be quite as large as uh, the past couple although we always say that and it ends up being um, larger than we always say but there's Tons of fifth-year players that could come back. So, uh, you know, tight end might not be a position where they're going to be so needy. Um, all right, our last player uh, from the 23-man class of Golden Army 14 is linebacker Green Martini. He got a grade of 83.2. Um, you know, he's your classic downhill middle linebacker. Uh, fills holes really well uh, when he gets to the ball. He arrives with an attitude, hits really hard. Um You know, I don't know how well he's going to play in space. Um, And I think our whole staff kind of agreed on that. Not really sure, you know, especially when you compare him to Niles Morgan and Niles Sykes as potential middle linebackers in this class. You know, he's already – it seems like he's going to be facing an uphill battle just to beat those guys out in his class. And then when you factor in, you know, Michael Deeb and some other players and maybe someone who will be recruited in the next class – um, maybe tough for him to find a spot, but I think he can come in and play on special teams right away. Um, big kid too. I think he might be a little bit more physically physically developed um, than someone like Dan Fox or Carlo Calabrese, um, guys that I kind of compare him to coming out of high school. So uh, that is the 23-man class. That are, those are our grades. Um, we've already linked on our site. Um, all those grades um, on our National Signing Day review. And uh, you'll see uh, some of our comments from some of our writers as Jim rolls out the uh, positional reviews over the next uh, 7 to 10 days. So uh, right now I just want to finish up this podcast um, answering some of these questions from Twitter. Um, Our first question comes from and I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Uh, I think it's Simonon uh, or Simonin, however you want to do it. Um, multi-parter question here. He says, uh, is it a big deal that there was no running back in this class? Um, not really. I don't think it was. Um, you know, It seems like whenever you miss on a position, people always say, well, you need to take one of those every year. But uh, you know, with scholarship restrictions, I don't think that's uh, really that's not something that can happen every year. That's not realistic. Um, you know, Greg Bryant redshirted, so he's kind of got four more years left. So uh, you know, you can kind of look at him as a an incoming freshman. Uh, one side of the coin. Um, you know, I, I, there was room in this class to add a running back, um, but. I'm okay with them kind of looking elsewhere and kind of concentrating on other positions. Um, So, you know, and there's plenty of guys still left on the roster, you know, Will Mahone kind of someone who was forgotten a little bit. It was even moved to slot receiver for uh, August camp last year. I think he'll probably definitely move back to uh, running back uh, in the spring because there should be some, a chance for him to get some snaps there. Um, you know, he's someone that we would want to develop and, you know, be a quality upperclassman running back. So, you know, with the with so much potential and, you know, everything out of Terry Folston and Greg Bryant, you know, and especially separating their eligibility, it's not a real big deal that they uh, didn't take a running back this class. Um, he also asked, is, is it a, a big deal that they didn't get a second cornerback in this class? Um You know, it's tough to it's tough to answer these questions because you know, just straight looking at the numbers, you'd say yes because you know, there's a lot of players who are slowly becoming upperclassmen, and there's not too many guys that are uh, underclassmen anymore. I mean, you still have you know Butler and Luke and from this past class from 2013, but they've already. They've already played as freshmen, and before you know it, they're going to be out of eligibility. So, I mean, just bringing in one corner, um, I thought they, you know, then I think getting Terrence Alexander was something that w- was kind of a big deal. That would have been really good for the program. But, um, you know, definitely much more uh, of a bigger deal than running back. I thought getting that second corner back would have been big for this class, and, um, you know, that's going to be something where, this upcoming 2015 cycle, it's going to be an area where they're going to have to hit pretty hard, at least bring in two, maybe three kids. So, uh, um, uh, Simon also asks, was it a big deal they didn't get a punt returner? Um, I don't know. It kind of depends on your perspective. Uh, you know, I, I think just looking at Isaiah McKenzie as a football player. That was a big miss for Notre Dame. Um, Looking at him as a non-football player, I'm not sure that was a big miss for Notre Dame. Um, potentially, uh, a lot of problems there with the way his recruitment played out. Um, you know, there's just tons of red flags all over the place, and uh, you know, I don't think we should be so naive to think that uh, you know, there would have been some some trouble at Notre Dame um, if he did come here. So, you know, it would have been great if he came in and was the day one punt returner. But uh, I still think there's plenty of other athletes that can fill that role, even within this freshman class, you know. Uh, Nick Watkins is someone who stuck out to me. who could be uh, someone who could return punts. Uh, so not a huge deal to me. And, and, you know, and, you know, last year I kind of wrote a really long article about the punt return game. And I think the simple fact is, you know, the punt returns just aren't as, as important as they were 15, 20 years ago. You know, there's a lot less punt returns being made Not as many punt return touchdowns. All the averages are down. So, um, you know, bringing in a recruit just for punt returns isn't a big deal to me. Um, And I think Isaiah McKenzie would have been more than that. But if you're just looking at it strictly from, you know, we missed on a punt returner, I don't think that's a big deal. Um, And his fourth question from uh, Simonin. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. um, but Thank you for your question. Um, He asked, why was... Bob Diaco all in on just one or two guys. Um, I'm assuming this is uh, in reference to the defensive line. Um, and we also have a similar question to this above. Um, and uh, I'll start off by saying I think that maybe Bob Diaco was a little bit too um, obsessed with uh, size and profile. Um, you know, I, I don't think necessarily that it's a case of not offering enough guys. I think it's offering... The right guys, um, so I'll get into that a little bit more with another question. But uh, I think you know Diaco, especially with the front seven, he was a little bit too picky with the size, and uh, and there's also some other stuff behind the scenes that maybe he wasn't such a great recruiter or so much into it as some of the other guys on the staff. So that might have played a part as well. Um, Andy Hoffman asks uh, which 2014 signee makes the biggest impact next year um he gave me his pick uh he goes with Niles morgan that's a good pick um you know i'm not gonna really disagree with that pick um you know it's tough to say you gotta kind of look at the depth chart and uh morgan's a really good um a good pick for that um you know he's someone who could probably be in the two deep when we start the season um You know, if I had to pick someone else, I think I would probably go with Trombetti. I really do like this kid. I mean, he's going to be early enroll-y. I think he offers something that isn't on the roster right now as a pass-rushing specialist. Um, And, you know, he flat-out reminds me a lot of Aaron Lynch coming out of high school, looking at his tape. Um, I think he's a little bit more physical, maybe not quite as quick off the ball, and Maybe not quite as fast in terms of what a defensive end is going to be offering. Um, I think Trombetti's got some great um, open field speed in his own right, but uh, you know I, I'm looking for big things out of Trombetti as a true freshman. Um, you know he might not be making a big impact in the first few games, but I think as the season wears on, he's going to be uh, someone who you know ends up with maybe three or four sacks and. A couple big tackles for a loss. I think he can do some big things. Uh if I would to ask or if I would pick another player, I would go with Justin Brent, you know, it's pretty safe to say these two early enrollees are really well developed, uh physically developed. And um, you know, with Brent I would the one thing with him I think is the depth chart isn't quite as uh <clears throat> positive for him. Uh you know, there's probably four or five players ahead of him. As he starts out this spring, so uh, you know he's a chance to move up. But I think he'll be in the mix definitely. So he's a well, pretty big impact as a freshman. All right, uh, we have a couple more questions here. Uh, Andy Hoffman asks again in a different, separate tweet: uh, Who is the one realistic target Notre Dame missed out on that you wish they would have signed? His pick with Juju Smith. Uh, great pick. Uh, you know, I, I think the one for me personally it would probably have to be Elijah Hood. Um, uh, he's probably my favorite prospect out of this entire class. And, uh, you know, I think having him kind of changes the whole dynamic of this class. Uh, you know, five-star kid. Uh, definitely has the body to play right away. Right um, away suddenly people aren't talking about not getting a running back in this class and what that means. Uh, suddenly they're talking about, oh my god, this recruiting for the last two classes with the running backs is insane. I you know, just haven't seen this at Notre Dame in 20, 25 years so um, you know he was the one player I just kind of latched on to uh, more so from a, a, an emotional level I just immediately liked what he brought to the table and was pretty pissed off when uh, he signed with North Carolina look forward to uh, Notre Dame playing them this, this year. So uh, he's probably the one guy I was, you know, wish that they had signed. Juju uh, Smith's a great pick, though. Uh, I think uh, with a thought that Drew Tranquil – Oh, you know what? I skipped over Drew Tranquil on the uh, uh, 23-man class review. Um, just quickly, I'll just say about Tranquil, uh, I think he's going to grow into an outside linebacker, so, you know – Talking about missing out on a corner, I think we probably missed out on safety in this class too, so it would have been great to get Juju Smith, who I think is a little bit more developed, more so than Max Redfield coming out of high school. So um, you know, he was a big miss from, uh, from that standpoint as well. Um, another tweet here, another question comes from Jake Sinkovitz. He asks, how do you think the defensive tackle rotation will end up looking next fall? Um, you know I'm going to be coming out with a post here in the next couple of days as I mentioned about the depth chart and kind of how we see things shaking out last year I came out with the same one uh, it's called depth chart engineering it's just kind of like my guess of what we're going to see in the fall it's not really having to do with what we're going to see in the spring or not um, so I mean it kind of depends on wh- what you mean by defensive tackle um You know, there's a couple guys um, who can offer versatility at defensive end and defensive tackle. Um, So if you're looking at it from a perspective of guys who can play on the inside, um, even if they can play at defensive end, you know, Sheldon Day, Isaac Rochelle, um, Chase Hounshell um, are the three players that I kind of have in the defensive end category who can also play defensive defensive tackle um excuse me and uh and then guys who i've listed as defensive tackle strictly um would be jaron jones and tony springman now i think i listed five guys there so you know that's a pretty decent rotation um now i think we're not going to see a whole lot a whole lot out of justin utupo um you know, I kind of have him right now as the third defensive tackle, but I think realistically, when you add in guys like Hayes, who can uh, play on the inside, and uh, in some four-three uh, sets, uh, you know, new is kind of third string at best. So, but I do think there's going to be one of the, what at least one of the three true freshmen defensive tackles that are going to get in as a freshman. Um, I think it's going to be Hayes, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Cage either. Um, I think maqua is going to be a little bit more of a project, um, just because I think his body's not quite, you know, where Cage's is. I think Cage is more of a more of a squatty interior lineman, and I think that might help him get on the field a little bit quicker. If he's you know, two eighty 280, two eighty five, uh, Jay Hayes, you know, I just like I said, I really like his game, and I think. He might be more so of a 3-4 defensive end, but I think long-term he's kind of an interior guy. So uh, I think one of those three are definitely going to see the field. So, uh, you know, probably just in terms of a 3-4, I would say it's going to be Jones and then Springman are the interior tackles, and then um, one of those freshmen are going to be in there as well with with Hayes, Rochelle, and Hounshell also getting into the mix as well. So um, I think hopefully that answers that question. All right, our last question here comes from Eric Ruthling. Um, He asks, if I had any opinion on Tom Lemming's assertion that Notre Dame is constantly late in starting to recruit the D-line. Now, um, this kind of goes in with what the earlier question was in terms of Bob Diaco, I think, and his recruiting. Um, You know, I'm not really sure where Tom Lemming said this, so i do not not really uh, positive on the, uh, you know, what he was actually talking about, so, um, but I will say this, um, I don't think it's necessarily Notre Dame being late and starting to recruit the D-line. If you look at the offers that they put out every year, and um, I mentioned this on Twitter uh, yesterday. They've already got almost 80 offers out for the 2015 class. That's a lot of offers out. Um, and, you know, in the next couple months, that probably going to swell to close to 100. So, um, and, and if you look at breaking it down into position, they've, they've been hitting the D-line pretty hard in terms of offers. Um, but if you want to – the one thing I will say about that is, are they offering the right kids? And I think maybe that's what Lemming is kind of talking about in this in this instance. Um, you know, I think it's easy to look at Cage and Makwa and some of these these players that popped up over the last couple of weeks before National Signing Day and shake your head at why Notre Dame wasn't recruiting them to begin with. Um, and, you know, like I said, I do think that that definitely had something to do with Bob Diaco profiling a little bit too, too much and... Um, but, uh, you know, I think as a whole, I think Brian Kelly and his staff have, have put the necessary emphasis on the defensive line. Um, and uh, hopefully they keep up with those numbers and targeting those players, you know. I think, the, I think there's a little bit of a misconception that Notre Dame struggles to recruit defensive line. I, I think it's more, I think the staffs prior to Brian Kelly showing up kind of didn't really hit that position as hard as they should have. Um you know, I, I think there's plenty of uh, defensive line prospects out there that can fit in at Notre Dame. I I, I think that's kind of a misnomer of sorts. Um, but you got to get the right guys, and I think that's kind of the challenge for Notre Dame. You know, they're kind of throwing out these offers to, you know, these top 100 kids right away, which, I mean, you can't really blame them when they do that. They want to get their foot in the door and, you know, And in some instances, you're going to be hitting five or six of those kids really hard, and hopefully you're in their top five, uh, you know, with four or five months to go into the season, and hopefully you're trying to get some official visits uh, in the fall. And, you know, I can't sit here and say that Notre Dame shouldn't do that. You know, the staff's going to want to go out there and get the best talent available. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you 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 need balance. You want to say, hey, you know, this – Three-star kid from, uh, you know, Pennsylvania or Michigan or New Jersey's, he fits our school really well. We, you know, we like what he can bring to the table, and you know, maybe he's someone we should bring on uh, and and become part of the class a lot earlier. Um, you know, maybe it's similar to what they did with Bonner this year. You know, they said, hey, we like this kid, and we know we're going to bring in a lot of, a lots of numbers and. You know, we're going to take him, and we're going to develop him. You know, I think that's something that Notre Dame has to do uh, with the defensive line. I think that's, you know, going into every season, I think that has to be right up there as their top priority is keep hitting that defensive line. You know, they got a- lots of numbers in this two thousand and fourteen class, and I don't think this is really something where they're gonna. They should look at the two thousand and fifteen class and think, oh, we only need one or two guys. I think, you know, this is every year you need to get three or four guys at least, because that's what you know, LSU is doing. That's what Alabama is doing, and that's what Florida State's doing. Um, you know, I was just looking at Florida State's recruiting class and uh, putting together their roster for some of the summer previews and stuff. Um, I just kind of keep a, a living roster of everything that's going on. And They signed seven offensive linemen. They also signed seven defensive linemen. So, you know, that's really hard to compete with teams that are bringing in that much Many bodies on, the, on on both lines, so you know Notre Dame can't afford to rest on their laurels when it comes to uh, you know recruiting on the defensive line. They've always had a, an easy time on the offensive line; that's never really anything to worry about. Um, off to a great start again, 2015, um, but on the defensive line, you know I think that's something they got to hit hard, and not necessarily profile as much. Say, hey, this kid's only six two, maybe six three, but you know, he could be a really good tackle for us, and uh, we're not going to be worried if he's not a 6'5", 300-pound defensive end, and that's it. So, um, Hopefully that answers all your questions. That's going to wrap up our 25th episode of the One Foot Down podcast. Um, hopefully we'll be back in another week or two talking some more Irish football. Um, the recruiting stuff is going to continue on the website for another week or two. We're going to have some stuff. Uh, as, as I said, Jim's going to roll out his positional reviews, Um, You'll have some comments from our staff on that with the the grades. Um, I'll have some stuff on the 2015 class. Um, Me and Jim are going to collaborate on something for that, and hopefully you'll see some some stuff uh, in the film room on some of these guys that just signed. So I'm Eric Murtaugh, uh, and I will see you in a couple weeks. I'm out.